Hi everyone, this is Jenny Jewell, and you are listening to Courageous Conversations. On today's episode, why is everyone so angry? It seems that no matter where you turn, TV, news, social media, even around family dinner tables, everyone is yelling at one another. When did we stop talking to one another? It seems that more and more people feel such a need to be right that we have stopped listening to each other and even refuse to hear any opinions that may differ from our own. You know, a close friend of mine said it best. We have lost our ability to have intelligent conversations with one another. So think about that for a moment. What does it mean to have an intelligent conversation? Have you had an intelligent conversation recently, or has it been filled with name-calling, vitriol, and righteousness on your part or the part of somebody else? So very few topics are black and white. There is a lot of gray in every issue, and it is in these gray areas that truth shines through, but we have to be willing to listen. It dumbfounds me how cruel and vicious people can be. It seems that more and more people are getting beat up if they have a strong opinion. And, to be fair, an opinion to the left or right, it doesn't matter. There is not a lot of patience or empathy for someone or some things that we don't agree with. We hide behind computer screens as we argue and demean one another, and with the ability to do it instantly, spontaneously, and without having to even look at that person. We preach one thing, but then practice, buy, and sell a whole other. So my questions are this. Are we all just longing for a place to fit in? Does this current social and political environment foster this and bring it even more into light with the divisiveness, name-calling, and spotlighting of our differences rather than our likenesses? Many people would argue, I mean truly argue, that it has only gotten worse since November 8th, 2016. Is this true? How do we get back to being able to have intelligent conversations with one another? Conversations that don't include demeaning language and where we can hear each other out and appreciate the gray areas to every topic. Joining me today are three guests who I'm very excited to have this conversation with. I'm welcoming back Amy Lloyd, a wife, mom of three, life coach, and successful business owner as a Mary Kay sales director for the past 17 years. She will be joined today by Nathan McCullough Haddix, the guest services director of the Children's Museum of Evansville, an avid marathoner, frequent guest speaker for the Tri-State Alliance's LGBTQ youth group, and co-organizer of the Children's March on Evansville and Tony Maslin, a Marine Corps veteran, husband, and father of six. He's a small business owner who has worked in the fitness industry for over 20 years. He likes to work out, but he also likes ice cream. (laughs) So welcome, everybody. Hey, hello. All right. So uh, I was just joking with a friend of mine yesterday morning, and she said that I am having the three nicest people oh. as guests to talk about why everyone's so angry. So, we all three know this person? It, it was actually, it was Chrissy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Tony's, Tony's wife. I'm just happy she said I was nice. That's yes. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the questions. Now, I know on in individual conversations with each of you that we all can agree that, you know, there's way too much arguing with one another. Um, so how, how did this come about? You know, I mean, there's just, 
it's always it's it's always something it seems when you turn on social media or when you even talk to some family members and it's better just to kind of shut down and be quiet as opposed to continuing that conversation um but you know is it because we're all longing for again like i said earlier this place to fit in or how what are your thoughts amy what about you? Well, I, one of the things my, my initial thought is with social media especially, that's that's almost like a different world. I, I, I would dare to say that most people, I call them keyboard jockeys, where it's so much easier to just blast out something, especially if it's cruel or um, something that you're trying to make your point in a mean-hearted way. It's easier to do that behind a computer screen and not necessarily you know, face to face with someone else. I don't know, even if when I'm really fired up, which happens <laughs> a lot, um, I don't, I could not say the things that maybe I could say behind a computer screen that I would say, you know, face to face in a conversation. So social media, I think, uh, is it to me is like a different planet, different world. And when I read comments, I think, oh my word, is that something that you would truly say? to someone right to their face and and i think not now i'm sure there are some would say sure (laughs) i don't have a filter (laughs) sure um so i don't know what you guys think what you two think but um social media is really stirs the pot when it comes to certain things and i as a culture at least right now and maybe it's get hopefully it'll get better we think we have license to just you know, spew whatever we think needs to be said. Right. So, okay, then, yeah, like, Nathan, you look like you have something to say. <laughs> I, I do, I do, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to get, get too heavy or, or, or combative right out the gate. But I mean, I guess, well, truly, like, yeah. Why, yeah, why are yeah. we so angry? Um, I guess, personally speaking, like, even, even the question makes me angry like I think (laughs) truly because I I mean we live we live in a world where it's so easy to say I I don't know it's social media's fault or even 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 the way we we cover these things we we kind of talk about it from 30,000 feet up and we forget that there's real life implications there's there's real life stories um, I mean, since since November, I you know I I, I am a gay man. I, I received hate mail in like from from family members. Like these individuals are are emboldened, and then I'm still being asked why I'm angry. Like I I'm you know not 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 only trying to carve out a spot where I I guess if it came down to it, you know. I am certainly fine with individuals disagreeing with with me politically, morally, ethically, I don't know, you, you name it. Um, and I would fight for the right for an individual to disagree with me. Mm-hmm, sure. Absolutely. Like that that mm-hmm. is that is democracy. That is America at right. work. But instead I'm I am fighting for the rights of individuals to disagree with me while the individuals that do disagree with me are fighting to take away rights. And at that point I don't, I don't know what conversation is left to have. You know, if, if I am saying, yes, please disagree with me, like, I, I respect that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't negate my existence, my, my 
you know, I, I always tell my husband, you know, you take up space, you matter. And I feel like as LG, as a member of the LGBTQ community, we are still trying to fight to say, we take up space, we matter. And, and, and this is why. Right. So exactly. I, I don't know if yeah. that, I know that was kind of a wide swing. <laughs> well, no, it totally makes sense because like, like you said, there are issues that, that do make us angry and that we are, you know, standing up for other people's rights. And, and it's not so much that, I can't even remember what exactly how what I was thinking when you said it, but that you know the rights that are are the issues that are out there that make us angry. So my whole thing is right now too, like why can't we have those conversations? Why can't we talk about them in you know a more adult manner, an adult fashion? So I, I I don't know. I mean, Tony, what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts on? <laughs> well, one one of the challenges. Uh... You know, and you hear all kinds of different quotes, like, you know, most times we're, we're listening in order to respond and we're not listening to understand. Mm. And so the same thing in, in a lot of these arguments is, um, unfortunately, a lot of people are waiting for a chance to be right, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they need to convince that other person. And, and like you said, you know, we marginalize people, we dehumanize people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to a combat situation, one of the first things you do is you dehumanize the enemy. You, you come up with nicknames or things for the enemy so they seem like it's not a person that you're going to destroy. So when we look into some of these arguments, these conversations, if you, the first thing you do in the conversation is categorize that person as a Democrat or a Republican or a conservative or a liberal or, or whatever classification and then on top of that, you put you make a name to go along with it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's usually a name that make you know whether you know you make okay. So I teach my kids a few things that we really work hard on. We don't make fun of somebody's name, okay? They didn't choose their name, okay? <laughs> so we, we don't make fun of their, their name, right. and in general, we don't make fun of the clothes they wear, right. especially with kids, you know, their parents got these. So there's there's things certain things that we don't make fun of. So as an adult. If we're talking to somebody that we disagree on a political side of it, and the first thing that we do is make fun of their name in the conversation, anybody who you're trying to convince something is not going to listen to anything else that you say. Um, Because you're starting by dehumanizing everybody that you're trying to change the opinion of. And it's like we said, you know, that's easy to do when you're on social media or if, you know, you're writing a letter. You know, and there are some people who will have that same problem face to face, you know, but right. for most people, um, it's easy to do when you're typing, when you don't have to talk to that person. When I see, you know, you're a female, you know, you're just some woman who doesn't know what I know. And, I, and I'm not sitting here thinking, well, no, but if, if, if that's where I, I categorize you, instead of I'm sitting here and, right. and, and you're Amy, yeah. you know, yeah. you're, you're Nathan. You know, you're not some guy who grew up in a different area, who, who went a different path than I went. You know, you're Nathan. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when I sit here and I'm talking to Nathan and I'm talking to Amy, it's a whole lot different right. than if I'm talking to somebody who is just in a different category right. than me on certain areas. Sure. Because right. when we sit and talk, we probably have a whole lot in common, yep. too. Yes. And, and actually, and that reminds me, you know, like uh, Brene Brown, her book, Braving the Wilderness, she's got a... a part in there where she says it is impossible to hate somebody close Close up up. (laughs) so it's all about yeah we got to get to know people and take the time and not hide behind whether it's a computer screen or even even just a pen and paper and you're receiving hate mail in the in in the mail that's just oh blows my mind so um so i mentioned earlier too that people are saying that ever since november 8th 2016 that Things have got even more divisive, and um, 
you know, not to make this too political, but I think that to be able to talk about this, we can't, if, if that um, event really mm-hmm. does shape how we uh, look at things and how people react to one another, that we shouldn't just gloss over it. We can't. Um, so, again, not to make it too political, but, you know, is that true? Is that a true statement? Has, have things gotten worse since the election? I mean, I, I, I can only speak, speak for myself again, but I would say without a doubt, yes. Uh, I mean, even to piggyback off of, of, of Tony's point, you know, um, we don't de- we don't dehumanize, or at least that's what you were saying that we don't, or that you teach your kids not to do. Um, and yet, the the man who sits in the most powerful seat in the country, you know, when you when you were talking about names, I mean that that's that's the go to. It's it's crooked Hillary, little Marco. We've now have slippery slippery James Comey. I think that was that was today. And I mean, we are. I, I think we are so starved for leadership and what that looks like in civility that we have an an individual like Oprah who gets up there to accept an award and is well-spoken and gives one beautiful (laughs) speech and we say, oh my God, they should be president. Just because we are so starved for what that role used to be, that uniting force of that, you know, that could reach across the aisle, um, that I think we've, we've just forgotten what that expectation even looks like at this point. I would definitely agree with that. And, and the question, though, that always comes up is how much has it really changed? Or I mean, because, I mean, through the years, you know, about half the country didn't like whoever was in charge, no matter who was in charge. You know, about, about half liked them, about half didn't. And, and with more communication with social media, with the 24-hour news cycle, are we just more aware of the disagreements between the sides. I mean, I think there's some of both. I was, I mean, but, I, I, but I think we have this picture in our mind that people weren't mad before, mm, and now they're mad. Mm, and I don't mm-hmm. know that that's necessarily the case either. I think a lot of it is marketing, and I think a lot of us are getting sucked right in because, um, you know, our president says some stupid stuff. But when he says the stupid stuff, it rallies a certain group of people. And, and so... I think a lot of it is marketing, you know, whether it's it's a good idea or it's a bad idea. I mean, if you have a 24-hour news cycle that you have to fill the time, how many of us are going to watch 24 hours of actual news and information of what's going on, or are we going to turn in, tune in to listen to people be mad about something and downplay something, and then other people be mad about the people who are mad about the person who's in charge? And so the only way they can fill that time is if there's an enemy. So. Seth Godin talks about in tribes is you need to unite your tribe against a common enemy. You know, whether that common enemy is fast food or that common enemy is meat, you know, for, for the vegan community or your common enemy is Globo gyms if you're CrossFit. You know, there, there, seriously, there, there's a common enemy. And so if you can find a common enemy, you'll pull your tribe together a lot tighter and a lot more aggressively than if you're all focusing on something that you love. Well, I agree with that. And... Um, if we just look at even the campaigning, so let's not even go with the election day. Let's go prior, like 18 months prior to the election. Let's look at campaigning and, and what was going on. I mean, the things that always go on in rallies, well, there's rallies, but I mean, like what goes on during campaign, you know, you've got the, the hate commercials and all the things like awful, awful stuff that I think 
we say that it works, but does it really work? Because if you look at like, say, uh, Brene Brown talking about um, braving the wilderness, we've got these bunkers that we're all separated into for what, you know, you pick a topic and we're in a bunker for it and it's hard to come out across that. But, you know, one of the things that I felt was really interesting and I'm fascinated by human behavior for one. I just, mm -hmm. I am. If I could just sit and just watch people talk, I think that would be great. Like we're doing, I know. Like, like right I now. get to yeah. do right, right now. now, right? No, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but what was happening at these rallies, whether it was one side or the other, what was happening? So you've got the person of the hour speaking and then you've got all the people placed behind them with their signs. And what is being said? Um, it's, it's trashing the other side. Well, of yeah. course. No matter who's talking. Yeah, trashing. they're trashing the other side. Um, and I and I agree with you, Nathan. I wish, I just wish, like if I could open up Twitter, and I'm not even on Twitter, but if I could open up Twitter and instead of the dehumanizing names, can we just say, hey, you know, this is what we're doing today. And we're going to, I don't know. I, and I know there have been some like that. I'm, I'm sure there have. And it's easy to take, you know, all of them that are horrible and the news outlets kind of um, blow them up. And I think there's also that shock value. Mm -hmm. And it's right. probably, like, there's probably a reason behind the shock value. Um, anyway, my, my thoughts are going all over the place <laughs> on this. But um, I just... I would like to get back to having conversations, whether it's over television um, or even on social media or even um, on news shows. Right. We even have news shows from either side that are just inflammatory. So I, w I wish we could just get back to the normal, I ask you a question, you answer it. <laughs> <laughs> and we agree to yeah. disagree sometimes and we can get on with our day. Yeah. yeah. But like... But but I do I do think that we're, we're already kind of doing what I, I I mentioned earlier when when you talk about it from so far up versus versus what that looks like in real life I mean yes yes of course like we are I'm, you know sure you're gonna hear the arguments of the third parties the third party's coming or it's time for the third party right. candidate that we've never had but for for all intents and purposes we are a two party system right. Yes, you were always going to have 50% of the country against you. Yes, that, that's just mm -hmm. the nature of the beast. But when, when you say how much has actually changed, I don't know if we've ever seen someone sit in the oval and, and behave the way this man has. I mean, we're not talking one, one affair. Like the, the, the fact that it's now commonplace to ask on national TV whether or not the president of the United States wore a condom with a porn star, like that—that's—that's that's mind blowing, yeah. and and that's and that that just happened what two weeks ago on on primetime television. The fact that we have a president of the United States saying a judge is would be un or unable to serve because they're of Mexican heritage, like that's that that's this is really actually happening and again yes i i am a member of the lgbtq community yes i am i am a proud liberal but all of all of those things being said i would i would welcome someone that i disagreed with mm -hmm. inside the white house and sure would i feel it necessary to fight their agenda of, of course mm -hmm. But again, that those those are conversations, those are fights worth having. But that's sure. not where we are now. We have we have nineteen women, nineteen women 
that have accused the president of the United States of sexual assault. Like that's we we have we we watched we watched an innocent woman be mowed down by a vehicle mm -hmm. and had the president of the United States say there's very fine people on both sides. Mm -hmm. Like when when you bring it down to Th that's not that's not hyperbole. That's not he said versus she said. These these are actual things that are that are happening. Mm -hmm. And then and, and again, I, you you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> like, ah, this is that's why just you're not coffee. drinking coffee. Exactly, <laughs> you're good. Um, but then but then when when someone says you know why are we so angry? Like how can you not be? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then that's the thing. I mean, yeah, there there is so much out there to be angry about. And like Tony was saying, had, did this just start? Probably not. Like we've always had something to be angry about. It's just now that we have these outlets where we can get it out there really quick. And um, and you find out about everything too. Yeah. So so there's there's always evil. There's always been evil. There's always been terrible things. But um, you know until we had a 24-hour news cycle on social media, you know there were a lot of evil things happening. But but you weren't just fed it nonstop all day long with this thing that happens in California or North Carolina or Florida or Canada or mm -hmm. across the world in Syria. I mean, there's always been evil. Mm -hmm. And there, there always will be evil, and that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, is that there's there's always going to be evil. Yeah. Um, but you know, so so like Nathan said, you know, and I absolutely agree. You know, there are things worth getting angry about, and there are things worth absolutely worth fighting for. Sure. You know, um, and then what we have to continue to work on is productive fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. because yes. at the end of the day, you know, we we all want a lot of the same things. You know, we want to feel safe in our homes. We want to feel safe in our communities. If sure. we have kids, we want our kids to be able to go to school and be safe. We, we want a lot of the same things. And how we get to that point or or we maintain that point, because really a lot is perspective too. Sure. Here Absolutely. we have things really, really good. You know, so even even our things that are bad are still really good to compare to how how those same things could be you know in several places around the world. But um, doesn't mean that we can't continue to get better. So, but we have to we have to figure out that you know, like you say, you know, the answer is somewhere in the middle. You know, it, it's not going to be all the way over here. It's not going to be all the way over here. And if we can get people to sit around, and if if our goal is the outcome, and we don't care who gets the credit for it. I think that's a challenge with our politicians right now yeah. is yes. it's more important who gets the credit for it because yeah. that, that determines who gets reelected. Mm -hmm. you know? That's why there's so many things that are so they can't vote for something that's the other side's idea. So yeah. I think the, you know, the answer starts, you know, having those conversations and really working toward a solution and not working toward the credit, you know, right. because we got a lot of smart people around here. Absolutely. We have a lot of smart people in our country mm -hmm. that would make great leaders. But why would they get involved in politics right now when their whole family is going to be trashed yeah. for whatever they do? Right. You know, they could be a great leader, but we the people are destroying, mm -hmm. you know, the the great the great leaders, you know, from from wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. So and right. I think, but that starts at home. That starts at home. It starts in our communities. It starts with our friends and neighbors. It mm -hmm. starts with our local elections. Absolutely. Branches True. Out from there. Yeah. So it 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 really sounds like it just comes more down to or. It always should personal responsibility mm -hmm. you know what we do inside of our homes I mean I know Josh and I uh, we talk about um, Josh is more of a like if it doesn't happen at you know on River Bluff Drive which is <laughs> then I don't care about it and I'm always like no 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 no. there's bigger issues out there we've got to care about it he was like no he's like you know the things that happen around our dining room table when we eat family dinner 
those are the most important things to me. That's where it starts. And I absolutely agree with that. Mm -hmm. So it, it does come down to that personal responsibility. And then how do we, you know, I mean, obviously, I think we're all smart people, but, you know, we're not going to necessarily. Yes, <laughs> well, <laughs> I know that you're all very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Depends who you are. So, but, you know, how, how do we get that out there? How do we, you know, and, and, and maybe we're just talking in circles. We won't necessarily, but again, we have to start with our own personal responsibility. Um, but yeah, where, where do we go from there? Well, don't you think some leaders, like something you mentioned, um, I think there are leaders that have been uncovered in the whole process of all of this that's gone on. I think there are people that are like, okay, I can't take this anymore. I can't sit back. I have ideas. I have things that I think, you know, can be done. So, and with these midterm elections coming up and even my daughter who wants to vote in the, you know, in the upcoming, the, the elections that you usually don't see a, a great big turnout. Now, all of a sudden she got an absentee ballot. She's a 19 year old college student that wants to get involved and she wants to make sure her voice is heard. So that, that right there is exciting. Yes. And I would, have, I would guess that there were a lot more people that normally don't participate in these smaller, what we call smaller elections that are getting involved. But just the, the uprising of, of women getting involved in politics, the LGBTQ community getting involved in politics, having their voice heard. And, you know, and just look at the marches and the, just all the things that have happened that we get to exercise our, our rights as Americans those things, I know that they happened and they have always happened, but just to see it just um, in frequency increase has been really exciting. So I think that there will be leaders that are coming out um, from behind the scenes in, in local, like where you said it has to start locally in our own communities and then just rising up from there. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember seeing when the camp, the um, the people that start putting in their bids in for president for, uh, for their election bids. There were fantastic leaders in the mix, but they kind of got either because of finances or whatever, did not make it to the top. And that's, that's another conversation for another day, but there are great leaders out there. And I would hope that as things as we get further towards 2020, we're going to start seeing some real viable options. That's my hope. That's my prayer as we get closer to that election. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so tell me. Go. No, like, but, you know, come mm -hmm. kind of going back to that personal responsibility and, and bringing it home and, you know, with your children, how, and you were saying earlier, you know, we definitely, you teach them not to demean people, not to, um, uh, you know, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dehumanize. Dehumanize. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But other things and, and how, how, how are you hoping to send them out into this world? Well, uh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. but, uh, so um, some of the things that, that I think are challenging and go along with that, um, you know, ultimately, you know, there, there is, I believe, ultimately there is one, the truth. There are a lot of things that are true, but ultimately there's one thing that is the truth. Ultimately, there are a lot of things that are good, but ultimately there's going to be one thing that's best. 
right? And we might never know what the best choice on these things would have been mm -hmm. because we chose this one, so it completely changes all the other perspectives. But, you know, ultimately there is something that's going to be a better choice. And so I think what, I'm, what I try to teach them, and I hope to ultimately teach them, is to look at the ideas I look at what's being said, look at the choices that are, that are available, and not just look at who's presenting those ideas. Because mm. if it's their friends saying, hey, here's what you should do, but it's not necessarily the best idea of what they should do, <laughs> you know, I hope they would also listen to the person who maybe they're not as close to that's giving them another good idea. And then if we carry that over to the political side, how many times are we disagreeing with something because of who is saying it? You know, um, And I think one of our challenges is that we expect our leaders not to be human. We expect them to be these perfect individuals who never made a mistake in their whole life growing up. And we we can't we have a hard time separating that person from their policies or that person from their ideas. And you know, this is a huge thing because you know we're we're wanting something that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We're wanting that perfect human being who's never made a mistake, never said anything mean to anybody to be in, in this position. And then also have some great ideas. And so, so in those regards, so, like we're dehumanizing so, them, like we've turned them into. Well, like, we, we've, we've got this impossible expectation. So we're always going to be disappointed. Anytime we're, we try to put a human being on a pedestal, we're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So one of the things they teach us in the military, too, is you might not like the person, but you have to respect the rank. OK, so they're in that rank. They're in that position for a reason, you know, and that doesn't mean I can't ever disagree with them. And so if I do disagree with them, you know, hey, excuse me, sir, I know you said this, but hey, what about this, this, and this, and here's why. And if you have a good leader, then they're going to say, okay, you know, that makes sense. You know, so, but you, you, at the same time, you can't just say, okay, you know, you're in charge. You tell me that I disagree with you. I'm just not going to do it. Right. That, that's not an option. You know, you, you can question that option. You can question why, but you'd always, we don't always have all the information either. Hmm. And they might be able to explain something down there. So yeah. I think that's going to be a key going forward, too, is can we discuss ideas before we discuss people? Hmm. Because that's going to change some of it, too. Because there, there's, there's going to be bad ideas. There's going to be good ideas. There's, going to, there's always going to be something we don't like about those people. You know, and there are a lot of things I don't like about that guy. You know, and there's some things I like about the ideas, and there's some things I don't like about the ideas. And but can emo emotionally, can we separate the two? And that's really hard to do. You know? yeah, <laughs> that's really that's yeah, really hard great, to do. It's a great point. Well, and especially hard to do too. Whenever, yeah, like the news, and 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 I do think there is entirely too much sense sensationalizing of that's marketing. Yeah, and it is marketing because yeah, like you said, nobody's going to sit there and watch the news if it's all if it's all about if it's kittens all just and rainbows and and everything. While yeah. it makes you feel good, it, it doesn't bring you back is is their whole thought on it. So, but um, you know, one of the other things I'm kind of interested in is Nathan. So you work with you know in the public mm -hmm. with kids mm -hmm. every day and like you get to see them interact and how how they are interacting with not just with not one another but also with their parents and into authority figures like your um you know your your employees and, and things like that so i don't know is there anything that stands out to you or it's like oh my gosh like is this what we're teaching our kids you know and I don't know. To, <laughs> to, to a degree, yes. Um, but I mean, what what I always encourage my staff is we we are only a vessel. We are only the vehicle. That we are not there to pass judgment or to shape 
what play looks like or behaviors look like within within our museum. It's to meet the kids as they come in at whatever level they are and say, oh, that's cool. Can I join you? That looks like fun. Um, and without any kind of larger implication. Um, it, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe it's um, a little a little boy engaging in something that we've we've codified as something more feminine or more female it's not oh that child's gonna grow up to be gay or that child's gonna grow up to be transgender it's that kid's playing with a doll today because mm -hmm. he thought that would be fun mm -hmm. cool can I play <laughs> with that doll with you like and that's that's our approach um, I did want to cycle back real quick though um, to kind of what the, the conversation about it starts around the the, the kitchen table um, which obviously, obviously, that's that's so vitally important. But I do think that there is an element of privilege there because if we are not also being mindful of those that are the most marginalized, of those underrepresented, then we like it requires the 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 concept of being on the right or the wrong side of or the right or wrong side of history. I think is a privileged statement in and of itself sure. i mean I, progress requires of its torchbearers ceaseless effort and that requires picking up those that are would never be given the opportunity mm -hmm. otherwise and so if i am just focused on now I, I don't i don't have kids so this is really easy for me to say yeah. I have dogs and they're pretty important <laughs> to me um but if i was just focused on the individuals within my household and just said this is where all my efforts going then I would be doing such a disservice mm -hmm. to what I consider to be morally, ethically upright uh, in in the larger picture. Mm -hmm. Does that does that mm -hmm. does that make sure. sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But I think yeah. yeah, I think kind of the next step though um, is like if, if we're focusing on what, hap what happens at the kitchen table, a big part of that is how those people at the at the table Go reach on. out to those mm -hmm. around them yep. and how they're interacting with those around them. So it's it's not just what's happening here. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, okay, my responsibility is for you, son one, and you, son two, and you, girl, child. And, you know, down the thing, you know, my responsibility is to make sure that when you go out there, you know, you're kind to other people. Mm -hmm. You're standing up for the kid that's getting picked on, mm -hmm. you know. You're the one that's saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, come here, sit with me." Or but there, you're there, the one, and, and and so, but it's it starts with me, kind of helping build those expectations. Absolutely, there. absolutely. But, but yeah, what but I would we say, can't, we can't just stop, we can't just only. You're right. Because there's there's also going to be issues though that that my some someday my me and my husband's future children will never encounter, never like that. You know, yes, yes, I I, I am gay, but like I am also. A white middle class man like I get to I have plenty of privilege that I get to move through sure. the world with but and there's plenty of issues that are never gonna affect me or my family but that doesn't mean for a second that I don't get to care about them and that I don't Absolutely. you know prioritize sure. and fight for them. Sure. Sure. yeah and see that that's a that's a neat thing and I, I've had some some conversations with you know some friends that, that are you know from different backgrounds for me and one of the things that 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 we talk about is you know I will never I can never understand what it's like to be a teenage black male, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. at, at a party when police show up. Yeah, I, I can't. Yep. No, I can. I can. I can listen though. Yeah, I can listen and I can appreciate and I can try to understand and I can say, okay, I'm I'm with you. If you're if you're doing nothing wrong, I'm with you. You know, I I can never understand what it's like to be a female. I can't. 
I can I can never understand what it's like what it feels like if if you're a female who has been in a work situation where you have a male supervisor who is pressuring you for for I can never understand what that's like. Mm-hmm. But I can say that's wrong and I'm with you mm-hmm. and I will stand next to you or in front of you if necessary. I know that's not politically correct, but I will stand between you and, you know, because I believe it really, I mean, being a straight white male in America, my job is to stand up Mm -hmm. because people will listen if I speak, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't necessarily have, I can't necessarily understand everything. I, I, I Tony's literally getting moans from the three of us around the table. We just need more Tony Madison in the world. (laughs) And and so, but, but I don't necessarily have to say, okay, I agree a hundred percent with everything that you do and believe and think and feel, but I'm not going to let that person treat you right. wrong. Right. I don't, you know, we don't yep. all have to be the same and think the same. And, and that's boring. Right. But we have to, it starts with love. It starts with compassion. It starts with caring and, and saying, okay, here's, here's the deal. You know, we're in together. There's some things we're going to d- disagree on and that's okay. You know, but big picture, we got a whole lot that we agree on. And when we're going to, we're going to fight for the big stuff that matters. And then we're going to sort through and try to improve the other things that we disagree sure. on. Yeah. I think it, I don't. I don't think anyone's even used the word yet. But I, I think it's kind of what we're all getting back to is is empathy mm-hmm. and just just mm-hmm. a lack of absolutely. Because um, I think I think empathy can bridge those gaps completely. Sure. Um, and I mean, and again, I'm, I'm I'm not an expert. I, I would be. <laughs> I would love to see kind of a, a larger picture study on on the effects of social media and empathy. Um, but yeah, if I if I had to boil it down, is just that I think is what's missing, or at least what I feel is missing the most at the yeah. moment. And then back to the personal responsibility. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I forgot to mention this with the kids. We really try to teach them that nobody can else can determine if you have a good day or a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are letting somebody else's words or somebody else's tweet or somebody else's whatever force you to have a horrible day, they own you. Mm-hmm. They own your mind. They're inside of your head. They're inside. They control your head, mm-hmm. you know. But if you can say, okay, I don't agree with that, but you're not ruining my day. You know, you decide, this is what we treat, you know, when you go outside that door, when you go to school, you decide. I know you're in a grumpy mood right now. You didn't want to wake up, whatever. But you decide if you're going to have a good day or a bad day or not. Absolutely. It's not your teacher's fault. It's not the other kids at school's fault. You decide if you're going to have a good day. Or, and that's that ownership. Yeah. It's that responsibility for our own attitudes. Yeah. And so, yep. yeah, bad stuff's going to happen, you know, but we decide how we respond to it. We decide, hey, Dad, I'm really struggling with this right now. Or no friend, I'm really struggling this with this right now. But you know, we decide how we respond to this. And if we don't own it, if we let if we let somebody else be in charge of our happiness, we will never be happy. And because I'll tell you what, president doesn't care how you feel. Yeah. You know, if, if you spend your whole day upset upset because of something he said, it doesn't change his day. But of, man, it's ruining your day, isn't it? One of my favorite <laughs> favorite things I've heard that that has really kind of gotten me through the last year and a half is that is that joy is a perfectly acceptable and valid form of resistance yeah true there you go (laughs) that's awesome and sometimes that sometimes i like it's a rainy cloudy day i've apparently been the rainy cloudy (laughs) on on the panel today um but some sometimes that's all i'm capable of is is to really do like a reflect back look at my day and say what brought me genuine joy and happiness and you know what and sometimes that is enough to resist 
the forces that I really yeah. think are, are detrimental at, at the moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. For sure, because yeah. I mean, from, from marketing, from business, from, from whatever, you can sell a whole lot more t-shirts if you got people who are mad at another group. Mm. You know? <laughs> you can sell a whole lot more or whatever. You get a whole lot, you do a whole lot more fundraising when people are mad about something. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, whether it's donations to an NRA, whether it's donations to candidates who support the NRA, whether it's donations to, um, you know, there, there, have been, there have been times when, you know, somebody's mad at a bunch of conservatives, so the liberal groups get more money funneled that way. People are mad at the liberal side, so more donations come in this side. So, yeah, you can raise a whole lot more money when you've got a, when you've got a common enemy. And so if we can, if we can, like you said, if we can just find that joy, find that thing to be thankful for, that gratitude. You know, and hey, hey, you know, you're you're not raining on my parade. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't like what's going on there, but man, I I'm gonna have a good day. I've got good friends. I've got a I've got a job that I love to go to. I've got family around me. You know, I got a whole lot to be thankful for. And you're not ruining that. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and then we're gonna talk about stuff we disagree with later. But for right now, you're not ruining my day. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I think that is it. That is one thing that um you know I was in a a. a at a book group not too terribly long ago and we just got on these like negative everything was negative 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 and I was like you know what yes like there's a lot of name calling and a lot of divisiveness going on but if anything has come out of you know our, our political environment right now is I think there are so many more people who are opening their eyes who are taking the time to learn and listen that that may not have happened they you know everything before it could have just been roses and and everything and and people just didn't take the time to to listen um so if if anything else we are becoming more aware or at least at least in my circle so (laughs) sure and and most people just want to be seen yeah you know you think about what you do every day um and what you do you you are both with public and you and you know tony if you're seeing someone for a personal training session and for that 30 minutes hour you know, you're working with someone and I'm assuming <laughs> they're telling you what's going on in their lives and, and you're having conversations about things and and um, and the same thing goes for you, I'm sure as well. You just, you meet people and I used to always say that if I meet someone, um, you know, for a Mary Kay appointment and within that hour, people will tell you what's going on in their lives and sometimes they just really want to share their heart and I get to hold space for that person you get to hold space you get to hold space for that person in the moment in the present and that's where empathy comes in and um, I may not totally understand their their life situation I may not agree with a whole lot of things that they do but at that moment when I'm looking at them and I'm looking behind their eyes maybe and just kind of seeing like who the person they were created to be in that moment they are fearfully and wonderfully made they are literally perfect the way they are and so when I get to hold space for someone that's kind of a that's not kind of it's an honor to just be with them in that moment and just listen. We're crying out loud, Amy, not everyone needs to hear your opinion at that moment. <laughs> but they're <Yeah>. really nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I do try to teach my children that is is empathy for other people when they go out. And I had to have a kind of a difficult conversation with my 15-year-old the other day about some changes that we're making in our family and things that we're doing. And, you know, he has ideas and opinions of his own and so and that's great I want to definitely 
hold space for my own child and listen to him, but then he gets to listen to me as well. And then we had this really rich, great conversation. And in the end, it really helped us to help um, learn each other, which was was really great. And so I said, now that conversation we just had, when you go out to school and into the world and you're talking to people that maybe are not good friends with you, just remember this conversation that we had and give that person enough um, self-esteem and self-confidence and listen to them. And so hopefully when they're at lunch or wherever they go, that they're going to be much more willing to see that other person without the labels of whatever they are, whatever the labels that have been given to them already at such a young age. Yeah. 15. Oh, it's a hard age too. Oh gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> I think we've, we've hit no, a we're lot. Done. We're done with the introduction, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, now. Yeah, question one. <laughs> Here we go. No. So, um, you know, how, I mean, I think we really kind of touched upon it really in, in many different ways how how do we get to back how do we get back to having intelligent conversations with one another you know stop the name calling stop the divisiveness um, start really having more empathy for one another I mean but it, t- it takes time you know mm-hmm. you don't you can't just say I empathize with you on, on so and so I don't even know you um, so those things do take time but yeah how how do we as just one or four people get that started. Well, invite the conversation. I actually had to do that the other day. I had to invite, I was um, uh, in Starbucks and we were having a, a conversation and he did this thing. He's like, oh, don't, he touched me. And he goes, oh, don't sue me. Yeah. This was right, <laughs> I know. It, it was right after the Me Too movement. Okay. It was really in full swing. And I said, and instead of getting angry, which <laughs> on the inside, I was like, dude you don't even know what you're saying (laughs) um i said you know what let's talk about that and we actually had a very constructive conversation really i don't you know i didn't go in there trying to change his mind about what he thinks about that but i would much rather in very similar to what you said i would much rather him say yeah i don't quite get this and i'm i'm afraid i'm afraid of instead of making a joke of it I don't know how to interact with someone that I work with because uh, I'm, you know, maybe she might mistake it for um, sexual harassment instead of making it a joke. And so I could have said, you know, forget you, I'm, you know, walk out or whatever. And right. I, I had to like take a deep breath, get rid of my vitriol, and say, let's let's talk about this. I want to make sure you understand this is more than what you might think it is. And we had a we had a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. I also think I, I don't know um, it, because communication or lack of communication has become so easy. It is so easy to broadcast your opinion via social social, social media, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Or even even in that moment, it would have been so easy for you to. It it's okay. To stay quiet. It's mm-hmm. okay not... I might not be... Here, here I am sharing my opinion on podcasts. <laughs> knowing when to not share opinions. Um, but I was actually talking to one of, my, one of my best friends. I kind of have a list of criteria. I know 
where someone kind of falls in their journey when I'm able to engage with them. If they can do steps one, two, and three, I can talk about X, Y, and Z. We don't have to agree on X, Y, and Z, but I can have the nuanced, hey, well, actually, when you say that, you, you know, you're do you realize you're implying this and like let let's get into it and maybe maybe we don't maybe we walk away better or worse whatever i can do x y and z i'm not the person for one two and three Mm. if if you can't meet the standards of one two and three that what i consider to be the building blocks then i'm not the person to go to sure he is um and but but i know that about myself so if i'm gonna make things worse having the one two and three (laughs) conversation then it's time to to uh, just not say it. <laughs> I'm not the one to do it. There are others better, better yeah. served out there. Sure. But I think I think that's that's some work that we all need to do. Like where where can you pick up the slack? And if you're gonna if if what you're about to say is not going to facilitate or make more space for more empathy, then shut the hell up. <laughs> like and there's nothing wrong with that. <gasps> Never miss a good chance to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Nice. But what do, what do you do? But I mean, well, it, we probably don't need to do anything about the people that we hear, or see that that don't really know what those lines are. Yeah, I mean, because because don't engage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, so that that a lot of times that's a win too because the, I mean, troll is the term for it, but there yeah. are plenty of people who are just looking for something right. to fight with and argue sure. about, and you don't engage. You know, it's just like a teacher kids. You know, well he won't stop. You know, don't talk to him. You know, every time you argue back, they're going to argue back. So if you just stop talking and go do something else, they'll be sitting there arguing with themselves. And you know, that won't last for too long. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know, know what you're good at. Know, know where to back off. So one of my personal rules is I stay away from a lot of this stuff on social media, mm-hmm. which is, is good and bad. I have a pretty good platform on there. But my platform's on there because I talk about kids and dogs and I, I, try, to, I try to keep it, you know, all of my social media is positive. That's my happy place. Yeah. And every now and then I'll, I'll start to type a comment. And I'm like, that's not how I do this. And mm-hmm. there it goes. So, you know, um, and Chrissy will say, or I'll tell her, I was like, hey, here's what I wanted to say just so I could get it out there. And she's like, well, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that, you know, my, my I'm probably never going to convince anybody anything mm-hmm. over social media. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what I can do. Um, and if I'm going to convince or if I'm going to share, if I'm going to have a positive impact, which, you know, one of my goals is, is impact, whatever I mean, I want to have a, a, a positive impact of some sort, whoever I run into, is more face-to-face, whether it's during a training session or drinking a cup of coffee or in passing or, or whatever. That's, that's where I am a better, I'm, that's where I'm, I'm better. I, I can do more of what I feel like. I can do is when I'm actually having a conversation with somebody. So yeah. knowing that, I stay out of those arguments <laughs> on, online, even though I know there are some important things. I know I have a platform there, but I don't feel like I don't feel like that's that's my strength. Mm, so sure. does it does it make me weak because I don't want to argue with people on Facebook? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. But that's like I said, it's not my thing. Anybody wants to buy me a cup of coffee and sit at, at honeymoon right. or or <laughs> Starbucks or wherever sure. and talk about something, I'd be happy to sit down with somebody and talk about some of these these things and like I say, you know, we might solve something, we might walk away better friends, we might not. You know? <laughs> but I, I know I'm not gonna have a positive outcome if I start talking to somebody right. on social media about my opinion on something. Sure. Right. Right. All right. Well, gosh. That that's a lot. It was heavy. 
Um, no, I'm but good stuff. No, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But uh, any any final um, thoughts, remarks, just like two sentences that you just want to let the rest of the community know as far as, you know, it, this topic. Mm. Intelligent conversations. Don't. I mean, I would say I would say to anyone who's listening the same thing that I, I don't know, I guess I kind of started it as well, is that, that you do. You, you take up space, you, you matter. Those, your thoughts, your feelings, your experience, the way you move through this world has shaped the person you are and 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 is is valid um and and that experience is worth is i don't want to say is worth fighting for but it is i i, I know we're, we're trying to figure out a way of bringing people together and and to avoid the combativeness but that no, doesn't but, but combat with love yes, yes. fight Ab- with love absolutely. absolutely fight for something that you love is is different than fighting and sometimes that involves fighting against something that you hate Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, but 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 fight with fight from a place of, of love. Mm-hmm. You fight because of what you love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you, I you know they just said it all. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I need to say. I was gonna say just come from a place of love and um, honoring other people, honoring who they are, and um, and you know I think we can utilize everyone's experiences and and just join forces and do good things you know the thing that I you you hear in recovery rooms is live in the solution not Mm -hmm. the problem Mm -hmm. so why don't we focus on living in the solution excellent yep and vote. <laughs> yes, get out and vote. Yes, queen. Vote, yes, yes, please. yes. Absolutely. All right. So one last question for each of you, and then and then we're out of here. All right, Nathan. What's your favorite ice cream? Oh gosh. Oh easy. Uh, graters. Uh, <laughs> grater, graters. Graters. Anything. But graters. Salted caramel and chocolate chunk ice cream. Oh wow. Boom. Nice. nice. And I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> No, no need, no need. <laughs> Amy, I don't eat ice cream. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. yeah. All right, it's yeah, all just good. Kind of invalidates everything I said. <laughs> How can I trust you? All <laughs> right, Tony. But butter pecan is my is my oh, favorite. Oh, butter pecan. Yeah, but awesome. I, I've not made an ice cream. I didn't like oh, it. Oh, very good. It's true. <laughs> I, I go through phases. Like right now, to- mint chocolate chip on mm, the way. Sure. Yeah, that's on good. a sugar cone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw that one in there too. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you guys so much for being here. It was awesome. Thank you. I enjoyed it. So, I think we only scratched the surface on stopping the angry talk with one another. But I do agree with my guest. It starts with empathy, it starts with getting to know someone up close. And if we approach situations and topics from a place of love and actually take the time to listen, we may actually learn something not only about them, but also about ourselves. That is how we get back to having intelligent conversations with one another. That is how we start to heal what is becoming a great divide within our society. Thank you to Amy, Nate, and Tony for sharing their time and thoughts, and thank you for listening. Keep your ears and minds open, your hearts and words kind, and keep having courageous conversations.